Maybe I'll take my socks off. Okay. I'm leaving uh, my socks on. Well, yeah, we're going to sell this as an NFT. Cass's the feet. socks? No. Her feet? Yeah, like, yeah. are they redeemable? That, well, ca- That's that, a shitty pedicure job right now. We, we came up here to get goddamn financial advice from Noah, and he said fucking that we should feet take picks. pictures of your feet. <laughs> I said feet pics. I didn't yeah. say just her feet. It could be anybody's. It could be your feet. Well, I have my toenails painted, too. I so. heard. Well, that's at least <laughs> double, I think. In the go- I heard that you can get more for men's feet these days than women's feet. There's what? a shortage on men's feet. Oh, I got I, I, I could get in that game for Definitely. sure. Definitely. I don't yeah. know how to do it. I researched it. I was like, <laughs> you know what? I was like, if all I got to do is snap a picture of my foot yeah. every day, yeah, that's worth. I'd do that for like two hundred fifty bucks. Two fifty a day. Oh yeah, for a photo? Are you fucking kidding me? And like, oh I would God. do it for less. I do it Posting for like- it. It maybe takes like 10 minutes total. Yeah. Five to 10 minutes. Yeah. If I got like free lunch and free dinner, I would do it. Free lunch and free dinner? <laughs> That's all it takes, guys? You could fucking drive the place <laughs> through the roof. You could maybe. Not with how uh, dense this market is right <laughs> now. So. Well, the ladies' foot market is saturated. Yeah. Apparently. Everybody had the same idea. It's like, it's like with OnlyFans. It's like there's this presumption, I think, with a lot of women. They're like, oh, if, everything, if anything got bad, I'll just go on OnlyFans. It's like, do you know how hard that is? It's not easy. Yeah, There's a lot of people who think that. Because everyone had the same idea at the same time. It's kind well, of like cam girls. Like we, we did that movie and we were talking to girls that were making 50 grand a month, but most of them were like 500 a month. You yeah. got to go with like most projects. What's your core base? Like, you know, these are going to be people in your life who want to see you naked. So mm-hmm. how many of those people starting right off the bat do you think or are pretty sure will pay to see you naked just like within your group? that's your baseline honestly i'm over the hill and uh but also like do you know how long it takes me to take a sexy selfie like way too long i can't just like it's just like you gotta like make sure you get it right i'm like "Mm." we're just gonna spend 100 percent of our time together so we never have to think about sexy selfies there was a there was a point where we were denise and i were joking about OnlyFans last year and we were talking about doing like an audio like we recorded I think on the Zoom, like a 45-minute, like, drug-fueled sex thing. Dude. And I was like, this is so fucking inappropriate. Like, this is, like, top... Like, I can't imagine anyone... Like, it's it was insane. Like, it was just, like, it was... I was like, this is... This is not OnlyFans material. But I, you could do that. You, you don't have carve, to show anything. You could carve out a whole new genre in that. I, I wouldn't even... That, that's actually a fucking good idea for only... Like, an audio-only... Only I like it because it could you, you could miss like mix like ASMR with um. It is very ASMR-y. People could jack off while they're wow. driving to that without having to like look at something, you know. <laughs> Why driving? I don't know. <laughs> you know who like our big influences in our life now that I've like I can look back in time and see that it was an influence. You know, there's this guy who did porn in the '90s, I guess. Seymour Butts. And yeah, Seymour Butts. Yeah, okay, you know. Mm-hmm. Just like go around with his girlfriend and another girl and just like have a hot, sexy time. And what was I saying about it, this? Why was I saying this? It was this? a big influence you on You like big influence apparently. on your life. Apparently. Um, apparently you can get very influenced by porn and then live the dream. But what I think is like we should document our life and then like when our parents have all passed on and we don't have kids and we're, we're like we could sell like vintage porn, you know? Like, yeah. 20, 30 years from now. Yeah. When people used to have sex. Just the OnlyFans. <laughs> I don't think OnlyFans is good because they take a cut. Yeah. Couldn't yeah. you just come up with your, like, people really want it. Yeah. Just a secret, make it an NFT. Just make a secret link on your website that, like, you're like, I'll send you the password or whatever. Yeah, link mm. or NFT is also good. Yeah. You have the audio to this. Someone who's going to do a sex tape NFT. I forget someone. Or like a celebrity or a porn star. Yeah, a celebrity or something was mm. had a sex tape and there was the auctioning it for, like, 36 ETH. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, it'll be a thing. I mean, I, I, I'm thinking about um, the future of our filmmaking through the lens of NFTs. Like, why yeah, not? there's a lot to think about. I know something will evolve. Sometimes it feels more clear to me how that will look, and sometimes I'm like, I don't even know how this is going to pan out. Like, yeah. Someone else is going to figure out some architecture or like some... Because it's so fucking new. Like The concept yeah. also... like it, Like, people don't even... It's, it's like weird to understand. Yeah. Well, it's like you were saying on the last podcast that we just did on your on your podcast yeah. is that um, 
you know, you just got to do something that's like a little harder, you know, right now navigating yeah. the NFT world is like, it takes a little bit of understanding, know-how, attention, figuring out the game, you know, but that's where the rewards are, you know, when you push yourself a little bit. Yeah. And understanding that like, you got to get past, like, is this just like a fad or a scam barrier? Yeah. Because it feels so faddish and, and scammy, but it's not. No. It, there mm. is it's real the value for this for a lot of reasons. And yeah, exploring it and like really genuinely like trying to figure out how to use that type of value and ownership stuff in a, in a cool, creative way. It's going to be sweet. I think there's going to be a way to like, I want to do some NFTs where like you have like a live event. And if you own one of the NFTs, you can go to the live event for free. Oh, cool. Like forever. Oh, so like cool. they're valuable. And like if you get one early on, maybe you'll get it for like, you know, mm. half an ether or something. And you can do like infinite. But like maybe if it's like becomes really popular, you know, event later on, that would be a crazy investment because you were an early supporter. Yeah. And then this thing gives you, you know what I mean? Like there's cool ways of like. I think of doing stuff like um, like you have this new, you you and Bill are doing Color Bar is your new musical I project. I mean, we've probably transcended that one we were just going to use a different pseudonym every single time well whatever the new one yeah. is we do we shoot like a, a church of chill thing that we put out on youtube or whatever but someone could also own that thing say you guys blow up yeah it's like having an original yeah. pressing of a minor threat seven inch it's like th totally. this is really worth something it is and like uh, yeah it's a weird it's a weird space because it also just feels like so much of this stuff is made up in the the creation of things like and the value is so subjective but then it is objective because we still like pay for things with money yeah isn't it what isn't it like a perfect uh place of everything you love like with imagination and creativity and, and imagining that we could all that all of your friends could become financially independent yeah. you know it's like it's by betting on this way you're betting on a better future for the people in your life that you love i don't know for me it just feels like there's something like so. optimistic i would love to know that there's something even better than crypto and nft but it just feels like there's a very clear pathway towards turning uh the system that we're currently in on its head a little bit mm. i i think it's about as optimistic as you can get because you can use money at some point from these systems to do whatever else you want to do like work within from within the system that's just my been my general crypto motto since i recognized or i thought i did that like this stuff is going to go up in value over time mm. you don't have to love money and how it's used i mean it's nice to love money but like you don't have to have like some like burning desire to accumulate money but like just this is the energy that people use creative people will inevitably find a way to not extract but like create a value exchange between something that works for them. Yeah. And that can look like any number of things. This just opens up the possibilities to different dimensions that are as of yet, like pretty unexplored and new. So it's like weird, but like it'll be so clear in the next, I don't know, year or two years, how the real value of these things are, are done. And like, yeah, it's going to be fun. Yeah. It's, it's um the, the best way I've heard it explained is I, I'm not sure what this video game is, but there's a video game where people are buying real estate in there. Do you know about this? Like they're paying uh, real fucking like 50 grand for a plot of land in this video game. And they're starting to build out universes in there. And NFTs are going to be what they use to decorate these houses and what they use to decorate their yeah. spaces. They're in these new virtual realms because the way I see it is like we have the American dream ingrained in us. We all want that. But it, this system is so rigged. The current 3D world, this thing that we live in is so rigged that people are figuring out how to apply that, that uh, our indoctrination to have the American dream, the upwards mobility, the nice house, the, the beautiful art. They're putting it into this other thing where they actually do have some control and there's not overlords watching over us and burning it down every fucking two seconds. Yeah. I mean, I think it's inevitable that people will recognize that they don't have to play within the confines of any social structure at this point. Yeah. Like, you can. It's not great. Yeah. It kind of sucks. Mm -hmm. And I don't even blame any of these things, like, inherently. I think it's just, like, this is what systems tend to do. They try to make things organized and, you know, replicable. Not because it's bad. Not because it's, like, some malevolent, like, borg from star trek thing that needs to assimilate and like make everything it's just like that's what a system is designed to do yeah when that doesn't work anymore there's a natural tendency to kind of rebel against it and do something else and i think that's just the phase we're in and for people who want things to kind of work in a organized 
way all of the time, that's frustrating. Yeah. Mm. It's frustrating. Mm. It's okay. It's fine. I, I deal with it. Everyone deals with it. Everyone wants some organized capacity to their lives. And you can achieve that for sometimes very long stretches of time. But like you wouldn't even know that you were achieving it unless there was some type of ebb, some type of contrast to that. I think just, you know, people right. don't, it's hard to appreciate those things, whether it's like not having money or not being in a relationship or being in a fight or whatever it is. It's like there's the contrast for you. Otherwise, yeah. what do you have? Some stagnant, leveled off, plateaued thing that yeah. like is comfortable maybe or like satisfying? That's cool. But like there is this propelling force where like we need to like people want to like strive ahead. Yeah. I feel like my sole goal is to come to a place of like needing nothing, you know, just being completely accepting and unjudging of every moment. And I'm totally willing to take the crazy ride up and down and whatever is required to like grow my soul. The l- most thing that I fear though is like not playing the game, like sitting hiding. on the sidelines. I don't want to sit on the sidelines. Like I want to be in the mix. That's good I philosophy. Fe- I think you can't go wrong with that this day and age. Yeah. The only way you can go wrong is by like standing on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. That's that's where it's like people are like, oh, I can't afford to do crypto. I'm like, I can't afford not to do crypto. You right used now. to be like that, though. I know, I, and it wasn't that long ago. I was never like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. No, you were totally like that. You yeah. were like, I think this is bullshit. You're like, I don't think this is real. You were like really one of the few people that were talking about. You. So you were so early on on it. Like, I mean, we were talking to you about this probably stuff in 2014, 2015, maybe? 20, it was probably like 2016. Okay. And it, you were very ahead of the curve. And then we had some other friends talk to us about it. And and um, people who are fucking normal, they're not going through an awakening. So it, in a way, like, I'm like, if this motherfucker is doing it, like, if this person who has a very stable life in this job is, like, getting in on this and they're achieving their freedom, yeah, there's something Not there. the guy who's leaving his wife. and <laughs> Not that lunatic. Not but that But meanwhile, crazy guy. when we ask our, our friends, we're like, how did you do this? And they're like, I called Noah. I'm like, oh, motherfucker. I be- See, I believed it. Noah. I knew he was on it, but I just was like, I don't have the capacity we couldn't for do this. It. We literally couldn't do it. I remember Joey That's, was there too. We were all trying to get crypto and we're like, what, how do you even get it? We couldn't even figure it out. And that's, <laughs> that's the thing where like, it's the opportunity cost versus the time you have to put in to do the thing. To yeah, me, right. like when I first, like it was really hard to get Bitcoin when I first bought it. Like yeah. it was 2013, you had to go to Mt. Gox. Or use local Bitcoin pay, which is basically like there was this escrow service where you could pay with like a bank card. They would hold the money. The, they would release the money to the person. They would send you the Bitcoin. It was like this thing. It was really difficult to do it. It's not that hard now. It's just how sure are you that this is a good idea? If you don't think it's a good idea, you're probably not going to invest that much energy into it. Right. And it's totally normal. Like it, the whole concept of all of this stuff and I said this before, like, it's just a Ponzi scheme. Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. all po- – dollars are Ponzi scheme. First things to learn about crypto, all Ponzi's. Mm-hmm. Second thing to learn about crypto, everything is Ponzi's. That's the <laughs> whole thing. And it's like that's not a bad thing. Yeah. It's a good thing when you understand that that's how everything works. We give it its inherent meaning and value. That's our decision mm-hmm. individually and collectively that's how money works too. So like, it's not like it's some separate entity that like works outside the confines of our consciousness and how things are created. It's fundamentally a part of it and a predominant one because like that's been a power structure for, yeah. for most of the time. And it's part of our indoctrination to believe that, to believe that to get money, you have to do these certain things. You have to get this certificate. That's just the narrative. Yeah, exactly. And it's, and I feel like it's why this hasn't fully been embraced in the mainstream. You probably couldn't find talk about crypto anywhere on the TV. You know? Now they talk about it because it's it's hard not to when things are going up so much. Mm. Um, and people our age and younger are coming into positions within the media who yeah. like run that stuff. Yeah. Mm. So it is going to be more clear and apparent. I think more importantly, like than the media, like if you know someone who just achieved immediate or generational financial independence that's going to mean more to you than like someone saying, Hey, like this guy on the TV made like $50 million. Like 
you'll be like, oh shit, like this guy made fifty million dollars and like he gave us twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, mm-hmm. like that was cool. Remember mm-hmm. when that happened? Remember when that started happening as a thing? Like that's, I want to be one of those people. You will. You just have to. You have to know that you are. I feel like mm-hmm. it's in alignment with what we want to do because I know how painful corporate work is for us and how like our last client was something that we're actually like yeah, I know. incredibly of. opposed of what we did beautiful no, films I knew that but you too. know I mean but it's like is there a way to build this church in a physical space where we can offer a place for people to come and realize their creative potential and chill and hold that vibe and what do you need oh you need money in this world how do you get we money we need land yeah I would just imagine the place first and then let the rest kind of just It's probably going to be you. up in this area or Western Mass, I would assume. Some some place that's it, going in the right direction. Geographically also yeah. very auspicious with all the natural resources here. But the Hudson Valley, like, but everybody had the same idea at the same time. We grew up here, so we've always known how dope it is. But every the pandemic happens and everybody, all the Houses, rich people got scared. They, they raised rent here. They did? Yeah. Because uh, the kid, they had. I was like, I don't even blame you. Yeah, like, this is a gem. I'm probably paying like, you know, they pay for heat and everything. It's great. You were getting away with murder with what you were playing paying before. They raised it only ninety five dollars. Oh, oh Jesus nothing. Christ! No, when they raise our rent, it's like five hundred bucks. It's yeah, like, because you're it's going to affect our, our life. Yeah, they're like, we can get easily ten thousand dollars a month for this. <laughs> Every time we talk to them, they're like, Do you know how much the person below you is paying? I say, like, I don't care. I don't care. That's, uh, he's a chump. Like it's, it seems like he's not, um, representing himself well. Yeah. He's a bad negotiator. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Cass is a bad negotiator. I'm a terrible (laughs) negotiator. You tell me how much something costs. I will definitely pay it. I'll probably tip you. I'm not, I'm not a good negotiator. I don't like returning things at restaurants either. Oh no. Yeah. That's mortifying. When I'm at a table of people where someone starts doing that, I'm looking at the waiter like, I'm sorry. Denise does it. Oh, God, she's really dude. she's ruthless with it too oh my god and i'm just like all right and i get it you know just like this is like and like because i look at it like you know this is someone and like they have to do stuff and yeah. she's like they don't give a shit they really don't like unless they're overworked like they don't care they didn't make it yeah, you're not offending yeah, right. them yeah so they have to go like this for one time like you're probably right yeah. like if you're being a dick about it it's one thing and i was like yeah, they, you're probably right more than I'm r- worried about like yeah, right. being an asshole. As someone who worked at a restaurant for many years, yeah, I didn't care bringing it back. The kitchen wasn't happy about kitchen, it. Kitchen, exactly. And that's exactly the person you want to not be happy. You want them to be happy. That is, you don't want them to be philosophy. not happy. <laughs> Trumps literally everything. Mm-hmm. I don't ever want to send something back where they know I didn't like it because yeah. I don't know what the fuck is going on back there and I don't need to be like on anyone's bad list. <laughs> and usually it's the exact same way they've done it a thousand times before and everyone else didn't have a problem so it's like then you become the asshole. Yeah, you stand out. <laughs> yeah. That you're saying, hey, your standard is not up to my standard. Um, well, yeah. good luck with that. I hope she never gets food poisoning or anything. Uh, I don't think she will. <laughs> she's done it. It's just a way of life. I know. I, I I don't like returning things, but I think there's something to be said about just being like, no, I don't. This is not what I want. Yeah. Fix yeah. it. I make Cass deal with everything. So, you know, she's like, is everything okay? Okay. Well, I'll, I'll get it taken back. I'll switch it. I'm like, ah, it's all right. That That's what led to the confusion in our, in our um, ceremony the other night that went off the rails is like, Cass got fixated that I needed something. I didn't need anything. And she thought I needed something. Mm-hmm. And her whole thing became like, Sean's got a, he wants to leave or he needs the chanting to stop or something. So it's sent like, her, how can I fix this? For how, you? how can I fix this? All she the while being two dimensional. Yeah. yeah. Holy shit. I was like, why are you pulling at me? I'm on a trip, man. I'm like, you're just, you're falling everywhere. It's a little disturbing. I just, <laughs> clear, like just next to me, I'm fucking being abducted by aliens right now. Just stay near me. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, that shit, that Syrian rule, Phil, my mom's husband, told me that stuff is no joke. Would you ever do something like that? Like, when we talk about this, does it sound like something? I think about this stuff a lot. I mean, I would probably do most things, but, like, set and setting, despite what happened the other day, Mm -hmm. the other night with that DMT and all that, but I would, usually pretty, like, I don't think there's much I wouldn't eventually try. Yeah. Just because, like, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Like, it's cool. Like, you know, there's something there that's calling to me. I don't feel compelled to do 
anything kind of recklessly any you know I mean, yeah that yeah. was a rare situation <laughs> but yeah i mean I, if it was intentional and like in something like that i mean i don't want to take the amount that makes me fucking go nutso but i mean that i don't think that has to do with dosage so much no. i think it's just like yeah. Where it, you're at, what you need. I mean, and you're going through psychedelic experiences right now. I mean, you have a, a new baby on the way. I mean, if that's not psychedelic, I don't know what me. is. You're telling me. Yeah, with the other kids from another person, it's a whole it's a whole psychic situation. Yeah. I I like to believe that everything is always kind of in the process of harmoniously working out. And the more I believe that fully and can feel it, it seems to take place even in the midst of something that seems like it's going totally. Fucked yeah. Up. You have such grace, man. You, I mean like sometimes it, you like, it, we'll do podcasts and I'm like, we can't even talk about what's really going on in Noah's life. And you'll, you'll tell us. And I'm like, my heart is racing for you. You know, I'm, I'm, I mean? I'm out of like almost all of that too. Objectively. Like, yeah, there's no. no more, you know, not having to like, tell people things and like yeah. you know laying news on an x and things like that so i mean that's that's been pretty nice and like mm. i think that's a way i'd like prefer to live yeah. um did you get divorced and married in the same week technically within <laughs> two weeks yeah that's got to be some sort of record it's pretty close I've in a never, pandemic I, yeah i've never known anyone to do to do that in it yeah in a pandemic and pretty have good, a right? kid in the pandemic pretty good yeah. Yeah, a few weeks after. Internationally traveling, too. And took yeah. a private jet. I got more done during this <sighs> pandemic than I had previously. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was a gift, man. It, it was a gift for a lot of people because I think uh, everyone's just realizing, if anything, just what they didn't want to do anymore. And whether that was with a, a partner or a job or... Just the dynamic, yeah, I mean, fuck that. Yeah. You don't have... It's not worth doing that for too long i think there can be value in doing things you don't want to do like for a little bit to learn what you need to learn but like not for too long not yeah. for like a period of time where you feel like you have to do things that's not good i mean you always get where you are by doing things you don't want to do but it's exactly what you're saying is like you gotta do what you don't want to do to realize what you do want to do you can't sit on the sidelines of your life you know you gotta learn about how to for me it was learning how to produce working my way up the ranks uh, you know, PA coordinator, PM, Learning the you know, things. yeah, yeah, and uh, then you uh, and falling on your face and, and not giving face, a fuck. Yeah. It, like <laughs> the 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 best example that I have for like using your imaginal techniques that I, I guess you're retiring from talking about. We can talk I don't about talk that. About imagination. It's not real. <laughs> it's all made up. It was a big joke. It was a bit I was doing for two years. But but for me, it was like when I was 16, I like I stopped playing baseball and I decided like I'm going to be a filmmaker. And I just so confidently had this vision for me being a filmmaker. And I like my it, it took me honestly beyond my wildest imagination. But I just had such laser like focus on that where there was no other. Th everything else was static. This was the thing. And it, and it came true. And like I was saying on your podcast, like. Every now and then you should take stock and be like, how did I get here? Oh, I did this through having a vision for my life and then taking the steps step by step to get there. And here I am. Now what's my next vision for my life? And being devoted to that vision of like, my life is going to be fun and funny. So it better be fun and funny now. Yeah. That's the thing. Like appropriating these states <clears throat> in the moment, not delaying when you're going to have that, when it's going to come. I mean, this is what I do recommend with the money stuff. Like, just look at it like whatever you're holding now is actually worth way more. It's just not in the form it needs to be for you to realize or see it right now. You already have it. It's like the acorn turns into the tree. Like whatever you have is going to eventually be, if you have more later, this is what you had now. So like it is kind of just like, like this is what's going on. Like take it now, claim it now. It's kind of like a more intermediary advanced way of working with like consciousness because you know, we pay attention to objective reality. There's mm. feedback there that is pretty convincing that yeah. tells us where we're at. And like, you know, to transcend that like seamlessly or easily is difficult at times. But if you can just recognize that like your awareness is literally what creates this whole thing and not freak out, you're in that, pretty good shape. That's the dance we're on right now, you know, like uh, trying to just 
uh, embody our highest aspirations, embody just the chillest version. Because I'm so, especially in relationships, so tempted to like, fears come up, man, so crazy <sighs> yeah, sometimes. Yeah. And when I indulge in them and I try to prepare my life and tell people like, you got to know, understand this about me and you need to know this and we got to do this and we got to set ourselves up for success. It's like, no, I just, I, I got to let go. And when I let go and just allow things, the abundance, the acceptance, the chillness, you know, you can't, you can't hold off on it. You can't, oh, I'll just be serious in this moment so I can be chill in the future. It's like, yeah, that's a game that doesn't work. I mm -hmm. fucking have to learn that one over and over and over again. <laughs> yeah. Being serious is... That's where I think all of my difficulties come from, is taking things too seriously. That's why I buy Ascoin. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. Got buy Ascoin. <clears throat> it's it's got to be fun and funny. And, like, that. yeah, that's what I needed to hear. We're coming up here, and I thought we were going to get a serious talk. And as soon as we opened the door, you were like, Ascoin. It's like, the one. Fuck, yeah. I that's... just watched these guys make so much money off Pirate <laughs> Chain and... Uh, Cardano and all of these things. And like, I'm just, I'm on ass coin. <laughs> Australian service shepherd coin. Hopefully it hasn't rug pulled by the time this airs. Yeah. Yeah. We'll try is. to get this out quick so we can, even if we up. get it out soon, it doesn't matter who this could be gone tomorrow. Who knows? It's ass coin. Apparently mm. they have some pretty good marketing. Mm. That's key. No idea. That's fucking well, key. and if it, and like, exp and don't expect it to crash and burn, but like be open. Like we're learning here. Well, you know I'm what open. I mean? I'm open. Be open to losing all your money. Just yeah. it doesn't mean it's going to happen. Just deal with that as a reality. What would you do then? Because you don't want to push it away, right? You don't want to be like, oh my God, I got to hold this so tight. You, you... Yeah, then even if you get it, it's worse. Mm. The worst experiences I've had with crypto or anything else like this is uh, holding on and thinking you need a little bit more than what you have and holding on to what you have. Those are more uncomfortable than being like, oh, I just lost a lot of money. That to me is always like, eh, Right. that's a thing that happens yeah right which is good i think for me because that's it's it's plays to my strengths of being like resilient more than like nailing everything all of the time in the market like i don't think that's ever really going to be who i am like when the mm -hmm. market is generally going upwards and i kind of know what's going on i'll do well but i'm never going to be like bullseye 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 yeah. like outside of the deviation for like someone else who is paying attention like i don't have any illusions about that but you don't need to it's mm -hmm. already happening you mm -hmm. just like it'll happen yeah so wait so sean's saying that you're taking a little break from um sharing your imagination wisdom <laughs> all i said on the podcast is like listen i've been talking about this for two years now we get it mm. i get it everyone knows how it works go to the old episodes if you want to hear them if you don't know what I'm talking about, if you do, but like it works. I don't have to, I'm not here to, I was never here to like convince anyone or prove anything. I was just like, this shit works. I tried it. Definitely works. Give it a shot. So I basically was like, I don't know what I want synchronicity to be, but I do know there's like a community of people who like kind of surrounded the broader stuff that I talk about at large and like interacting with each other. And so I was just like, let's reel this back to like two episodes I want to focus on like music and like the community, the Patreon people. I was like, I don't need to do this for anything accolades anymore. Numbers, things yeah. like that. Like, I'm pretty sure I was telling you guys, like, I don't even think my podcast was showing up for a lot of people because of these season things. People were like, I didn't even know you were still doing this. I was like, shit. Like my yeah. numbers are probably way better than I thought it was. If like it was going out regularly, it's just to me, like I'd rather talk about the things that we talk about off air on air yeah and you know save the kind of like this is the manifestation techniques this is because that shit works like you can yeah. listen to one of those episodes and be like all right this and i still get all the fucking emails and instagram messages from all the people being like wow this shit really like i they gave me the specific example yeah it's great but like it doesn't have to be uh like a linchpin of everything that i talk about on my right. podcast that's what i feel like at this point and two a month is still a very generous offering and especially i mean because it is it oh, is a, yeah. it is a foundational of who you are and what you believe so it's going to be part of those conversations oh yeah inevitably like yeah it's not like i'm not i'm boycott caught like it inevitably comes out if i'm talking about this type of stuff but i i don't know i, I don't i didn't want to feel it started to feel like a, like a impersonation mm -hmm. of myself and i'm like i don't need to be doing that yeah 
Like yeah. I get it. We get it. It's there's all there's so much there's probably like twenty percent more of what there needed to be. <laughs> like I remember one guy like when it was like July of two thousand nineteen, he's like, Dude, you need like can you please stop putting out so much? It's too much for me to consume. Like he was genuinely complaining. I'm like, You don't like, you don't have to listen. Yeah, skip an episode. But I was like, he's <laughs> probably funny. right. He was probably right. I was like, This is too much. Just tone it down. It's gonna be fine. Uh so yeah, I don't know. It's and it's nice to be able to be able to like make that type of decision without being like, well, I have to do this. Like I built up something and it needs right. to be continued and like fostered. I think that was my mistake with MindPod Network, which still exists. Yeah. But like it was too much of a thing in my head. It had to be this thing, and I was like, oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Once I just let go of that idea, whatever it is, that never bothered me. Still, people connect with it on the YouTube and things like that. But I mean. The YouTube. That's the YouTube. Way to say it, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, but That's yeah, I, I mean, it. let shit go. I think it's speaking to what you were saying too. Like, just like let shit go. Be okay with like allowing things to yeah. to be whatever they need to be. You There's some discomfort cool. that comes along with that shedding skin and. Yeah, I felt weird on. the past few weeks. I'm like, I'm supposed to be doing something, but yeah, right. Whatever. Ours, ours seems to like go in seasons. Like I, I'm sure we'll never stop this podcast, but anyone that's been listening for a long time, it's like 50 episode seasons or even a hundred episodes. Like where we might, we, we're in a vibe now where we mostly just talk to each other and I are, th- we've seen our audience grow from that, but then we hear feedback, like you should have more guests and we're like, chill. We want to talk to people in person. We it's need a to- pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, we don't like uh, Skype. It, yeah. It just doesn't work as well for us. It's not so great. Well, I, I think it works for you or or at <laughs> least used to um, because you you have on people that are – they're whippersnappers. They, they know their spiel, you know? Like yeah. we're trying to have like a fucking loose conversation with somebody where they might end up telling a story that they would not otherwise say. Um, Skype stuff is okay. It's yeah. just there's always that barrier I feel like that's never as good, mm-hmm. which is tough during a pandemic, but it's fine. Yeah, I like the streaming stuff. I think that's probably what I'll do a lot more of. We were that's talking where about I want to Just I like the Twitch stuff a lot. It's suited to your skill set, I think. I want to you know. stream games and everything too because I play games. Oh, dude, it's you fun. should totally do that. Yeah, like make music, play games. I think I'm going to get this new computer because I can stream better without with less lag and stuff. I just feel like that's fun. Mm-hmm. And I don't need like... I don't even need to make money from this. I just feel like it's a fun thing and people like that. We yeah. have a really good time every time we go on Twitch. Like it's just like people are cool. Like mm. they get it. Yeah. And yeah. so that's fun for me mm-hmm. to do. And then whatever else you're doing in like your life artistically or creatively. Being a crypto bro, man. God, I know. <laughs> you're like, I got to watch the numbers. <laughs> I always I always tell people like um you know that 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 want to uh be creatives or artists or whatever I'm just like just just invest in yourself and like live the most interesting life you can and people will get down with whatever comes out of you artistically just live a fun life that's appealing you know Don't just do it for content yeah. and like because you think you have to do it because you did something or you want to do something that's where like art doesn't feel as good as it can mm-hmm. i know that it's someone who's created art in both of those ways like and like it's just better to drop that aspect of it and just be like i'm gonna do this because like i really want to do it and it feels really good not because it's like my job to do it yeah oh man we use the it's my job because we've just like made agreements with each other and with ourselves that we're going to do a podcast once a week where we start to like physically feel ill if we're like on the 10th day and we haven't put something out. Yeah. I have to me. Yeah. Like what the fuck? Like, you're like it's good to get past it. I feel like just because it feels good being consistent in something for so long, but it also feels good. Like interrupting that relationship and like, you know, pattern and seeing what happens. It hasn't been, I've, truthfully i'm like why do i feel so aimless the past two weeks i'm like why do i feel like i'm not doing anything i'm like oh because like the one thing i did consistently every week i'm now not doing but like whatever yeah would i do it twice and i do live streams on the thing it's like i'm still doing shit but it's it's, you have it this place that it's like fulfilling in your mind that well, you created some openness for yourself for uh, something well, else to come in, yeah, you know, baby and a right. Baby. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, a human. I, uh, yeah. And that's, that was a wise decision. I'm sure like that, 
you know, that's a better use of my time in the immediate future. You're going into this uh, kid probably in a way different mindset than um, all your kids you've had in, in different dimensions because we've been friends with you since <laughs> you've had all your kids. You've been in a way different place for all three of them now. Yeah. But this one, it feels like uh, chill dad. We I saw a good so. dad. We Our first podcast together, I called good dad. Good dad, bad dad. And then you dad. became bad dad. Bad dad. <laughs> <was just> like, <laughs> and now you're going to be cool dad, I guess. Yeah. Cool dad. Chill. Just relaxed about it as much as possible. Yeah. Yeah. What else can you do? I mean, like, it's it's all, we're good. Yeah. Everyone's good. Mm-hmm. That's the truth. Like, it's, I know not everyone is good for everyone objectively. There are people who are in, like, the throes of, like, very difficult situations objectively but like at the end of the day if you can just grasp the idea that like you are good like it's did you out. did you grow up in a household where everything was good no not at all see me too and that that's why i think i crave chill so much and i think i guess that's its own trap in some way yeah. like you know like i don't know it's just it's okay yeah. everything is okay like it's I don't, not even as like a coping mechanism. It's just like, it's the truth. It's fine. Like it we're really good. Is. And I think maybe they, that's what's most freaked me out about like all that, the DMT stuff. It was just the serenity and chillness and like nonchalant of being like, oh yeah, you're dead. You're dying. Just let okay. go. It's all right. No, but no. Yeah. You thought I was being dead. No, it's all right. It's okay. <laughs> I was like, I don't need this right now. Just can we take this? Like I'm freaking out. We got to take can this you, down a notch. Yeah. Like I, am I dying right now? Cause I wasn't ready for that. There's something about tangibly experiencing our ideas because you, you know that like none of this is real, you know, it's all a game. It's all like, it's not what you think it is. Like, you know that in your heart and it's part of what you believe, but then to experience it and the multidimensionality of reality. And, um, it's, it's like a little, it's a lot to align with and understand and accept and, and, and dance with, you know, preaching in the choir here. Yeah. I, I do think it'll make you a better dad though. I, th- I think, I think in a weird way that DMT thing was like something you needed to go through right at that moment. Oh yeah. Because what you were very focused on, to tell you the truth, I don't know if you were in your body, but like it was like, where's my kids? Where's the knees? <laughs> like you know, like like fuck. What? what, what let me get my family. I'm like trying to fucking <laughs> astrally place them in the right segment yeah. so my life didn't fall. I don't know what the fuck <laughs> is going on. I mean, yeah, I. It was like a way of like identifying of having an identity that was being like stripped away. And I found that pretty disconcerting. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. like there's a point where you'd like to willingly let go in every situation. And hopefully you're not being like dragged, kicking and screaming and freaking out. And internally, that's essentially what was happening. But yeah, I mean, like kids, I've been privileged enough now to go through objectively trying situation and subjectively for everyone involved we're like, you know, I'd separated and then divorced my wife with like a newborn essentially and mm. a two and a half year old at the time. And it's great now. And like, of course, my two and a half year old and probably the, like he wants to see me more, but like we're figuring that out. We're like accommodating. Like I take him more now. It, it, it works itself out and you recognize there's also value to that. Like mm-hmm. to me, that's better than being around someone whether it's a kid or a person and being kind of like upset or like not fulfilled and that cascading over into that relationship like we're always very happy to see each other like it's a special thing so like there's pros and cons to all of this stuff and i think more importantly like the happier you are as a person the more likely it is that's going to rub off on the people around you and like they can start being like all right i think i can start feeling happier too Mm. like this person is fulfilled and like yeah you know, it's well, a permission slip. You're giving people in your life a permission slip to do what they need to do in their life to to be happy. I think so. I mean, that's the goal as far as I can tell because if you're hung up on some whatever shit it is, like that's probably going to hold you back. Like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, this was I mean, my mom like she was had a really hard time with us opening our relationship and like being more than a couple where a throuple. Oh my God. Yeah. But feeling like I'm doing in my life, what I want to do, despite what anyone thinks about it, allowed her to do what she wants to do. She's like, I don't want to live near my daughter. I want to live in Maine, you know, and she moves, you know, you it like became this whole. It's good thing. for people to do that because mm-hmm. if they don't, they'll always be able to blame an external source or person or whatever for their, 
unaccomplished goals or unrealized mm-hmm. dreams and like that's just the fundamentally unsatisfying mm. you, the longer you play the game where it's someone else's fault and it can be tempting you just lose always every lose. the joke's on you always on you you just lose it never is and it feels like it is i could think of several people you're like but wait hear this story i'll <laughs> yeah, tell I you the story several that... people. yeah in my head right now who i'm like but <laughs> not really it's some aspect of my own kind of egoic bullshit that's like showing up externally in my world and i get that kind of but no i mean we're human we have the human ego you know it's like you don't have to deny that there are going to be sticky parts of your human ego and that the work is to try to transcend those parts of you that are angry or holding people out of your heart or in judgment but like you're here and you can accept that about yourself you know, where, where you're at. I remember when you were going through this, you know, we were at a front row seat, which it was pretty interesting and entertaining all along the way, but it did feel pretty tragic for like half a second. Like, oh my God, like Noah's leaving his newborn and is he making, making mistakes? Like that's a thing. Of course. But, but I, what helped me is like dilating time. And I was like, let me think 30 years from now when Noah has another family and it's like, that's just what happened. That's just what yeah, happened. Now you have down. a half sibling and now he's this, and but he's happy, you know, and has having parents that are divorced. It's like, it's not the worst thing in the world. It's also pretty good no. if it's going to be a bad dynamic for kids. Exactly. Yeah. I knew that. I mean, I, I tried to, of course I felt the tragedy and like heartbreak of a situation. Like whether you believe in the platonic or nuclear family or not, like, you know, it's nice if children have their parents around together. There's a lot of situations where that's beneficial, but, and the other side of the coin there is like, you just want harmony for everyone. The most of it as Mm. possible. And I didn't feel at any point that this was really, I mean, listen, there was points there where my plan and stated plan probably would not have resulted in the situation that I'm in, but I wasn't opposed to any other permutation of what was going on. Right. And the improbability of everything that happened that kind of allowed me to still be 15 minutes away from my kids. like oh, I'm gonna play. Oh, It's a fucking miracle, man. It really is. So you're fucking calling me being like, I'm going to move to Brooklyn. I'm like, do not move two hours away from your family. And, and then you call me the next week and you're like, I'm going to be living in LA for the foreseeable future. And I'm like, oh, I can't I'm tell like, this nice. guy what to do. Good one. <laughs> yeah, don't one. tell me what to do. These kids are going to see their dad every six months. Because of what you said. <laughs> How dare you tell me not to move to Brooklyn. <laughs> Yo, sometimes I feel like I uh, interface with people who are very strong, like don't tell me what to do energies. And I'm... Not sure always how to work with that. It's a it's a funny dance. Well, you're a Taurus, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's not an, 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 usually an accommodating quality of Taurus is to, to have people tell them, don't tell me what to do. Yeah. I'm in a relationship with one. I've learned this. Don't. She's a Taurus? She's a Taurus. Oh. May, May 11th. Yeah. She's a Taurus. Wow. Eli's the 9th. Aslan should be somewhere the 19th or before thereabouts. I'm about to have three of them. Wow. wow, I love a Taurus because it Amazing. obviously it just sensual, <sighs> earthy, grounded, yeah. practical, cool, but stubborn. Fuck, there's some stubbornness. I feel like unreal levels of stubbornness. <laughs> just like yeah. unreal, like taking it to another dimension of like I thought I was stubborn. I'm like, yeah, I'm stubborn compared to most people. And I'm like, nah, this it's is not like... my fault that I'm right all the time. And exactly. I don't want to deal with your bullshit. That's basically <laughs> people, most people. What I've realized is most people say that is kind of a joke. Taurus is like genuinely mean that like yeah. they genuinely default to like, no, but for real though, like we I'm probably right. have a lot of the same fights. Well, you guys are both cancer and Sag moons. Yeah. So we probably have similar fights with our partners because a lot of it is like we were talking about before this podcast. But a lot of my stuff with with Cass is like, I've been telling you that advice for fucking three years. Some stranger told you on the Discord, and now you're gonna adjust course. Ego, ego stuff, yeah. Same, <gasps> like same whoa, shit, same and, it, and it makes me so scared that um, we're gonna shit. head in the wrong direction despite me saying something about it, it until we're so far in the wrong direction in one area of our life. Like I I play out all the madness of course of course and i'm like begging her to just listen to me every now and then i'm like you have 
the fucking steering wheel of our life. I'm a passenger. For I the hear most you, of it. man. Yeah, this sounds very familiar. But please, every now and then, honor. Like, just feel like make me feel like you're listening to me. And she's so stubborn, she won't do it. No, but but she will acknowledge months later. Later, but, yeah. Softly, you were right short about that. Period of yeah. time, yeah. glossed over, but it's enough. My instincts with women are spot on, and she doesn't ever fucking believe it. She doesn't ever believe that I could know like what the situation uh, I have a good read on the situation and then it's always like three months later it's like oh yeah you called that you know? yeah <laughs> it, yeah it sounds like similar fights I mean yeah yeah the stubbornness and the things and the... all all we can do is work on us you know because yeah. I feel like the more mature I've gotten I'm like I feel like she's I'm well suited for my life I need a, an, an energy like this to calm me down and to ground me and to really kind of not listen to everything I'm saying. Like, I need that. I, I need someone that's a little a little resistant because uh, I'm fucking as off the rails as anyone, you know? Her and I need to do a uh, partner podcast where we talk about what it's like dealing with you guys. Yeah. That would be a fucking fun one. <laughs> wow, that would not pay me in the good way. <laughs> I, I know that, like, do you know what, like, <laughs> this is, like, the most common refrain from uh, partners if people knew what you were really like. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. I used to hear that a lot. Yo, after this thing, after this uh, trip we went on, Sean like was really upset because I was um, unruly and disrespectful in you some ways. You acted a fool. I acted Whoa. a fool. And he was like, Cass, you know, he's laying into me. And luckily, I'm in the highest state I've ever been. I'm like, I don't need a thing. I don't need you to stop yelling at me, whatever. I'm just like fucking Buddha girl. And he's like laying into me about how he has to be my PR person. And you don't care how we represent ourselves as a couple. I'm like, do you understand what my life has been for the fucking 10 years I've been with you? You have one night where you have to be the PR person for both of us. And you're losing your goddamn mind. That's true. <laughs> it was very uncomfortable for me to be the, the wrangler of someone else's energy Sucks. and and feeling you know what it was that the, the the seed that turned bad was that feeling of like when Cass was getting a little out of control this is before the other guy became the story of the night thank god he did but with that feeling of Cass getting out of control and other men not wanting to say like dude get your girl, get your girl and get, you know what i mean and and being like i need to do that before they want to say it and there was no doing that. And it just made me feel... It so. exploded past the point. I'm nothing compared to what I've had to do with it's only him, two, Yeah, Oh, sure. my God. I'm sure. Nothing. And, um, you know, really the truth is, like, we got back to the hotel and I needed to yell at Cass for five minutes. And it was very intense. But even I couldn't hold on to it. As it came out of me and I was like, sorry about that. You're really best. Like, oh, my God, our life is so fucking funny. That was hilarious when you screamed out for rock and roll. Like, you know, like, you're just the best. God damn. Yeah. But I was like, Cass... You gotta listen to me every now and then. I you were res, you were as tourist as they could be. She was two dimensional. Holy shit! Going right over yeah. her head, literally. Just, yeah, it's it was, fucking flat. Yeah, and this guy that's serving us is yelling at me because I'm the only other person that can understand anything. He's get the yogurt, lay her down, put her over there, get away from her, pour water on his head, feed him water now, go outside, come back in. Like I, I'm like barely together myself, fucking grabbing bananas and yogurt. Was it a full moon or something? Like, new, moon. new moon. New moon. Yeah, and not only that, he b before we went into it, he said, "Yeah, I didn't plan for this, but um, today is actually a really important day in like the Hindu calendar." Aries a, new moon was it? I Do you know? I think so. Yeah, this was, it, was it was like it was a birthing of the goddess. It was or the, it was the night of the birthing of the goddess, and there was so, like I could just fucking feel it. It was it was really crazy, and uh, she just wanted to listen to some rock and roll. I well, did I, too. I realized, yeah, he did too, but. You know, I think there's like men's group and then there's like the wild women who like go out in the forest and have sex with the trees. Like that's where I should have been. You know what I mean? Like I think it's cool that I like was part of that and I think it was a learning experience for us and for him. But like, yeah, but that was like not my scene. Yeah, you totally. Know? I'm not super rigid. You can't, you can't, I'm like, there's don't the Don't tell me feminine. what to do. Yeah, there's a little bit of that energy. And too. not only don't tell me what to do, chanting at me for unrelenting for hours. Like what? Like um, I'll chanting? play you a video. I have a little video. Um, but what's chanting? Like, what kind of chanting? I, I can't even impersonate it. It's so crazy. And like what I'm doing for three hours, you know? 
And it's just, and, and I'm like, I'm jealous that he knows these chants because it's probably making this trip a breeze for him. And for me, listening to it was a breeze. Cass couldn't listen to it. And the other guy could barely handle it. Like, he was just like, no. It was, yeah, he was like, I'm out of here. I'm out of here. I'm out of here. And it's, and I'm like, in my head, like, I wish he would calm down on the music for a second because I think it's making everyone want to leave. Like, this is intense enough. Isn't it kind of cool how, like, you can do chanting or kind of do these things where you, um, hijack your system where you can't like process the same fears or judgments or worries you know and that's, that's what like the power of this this work is is like entering a flow state where you're putting value above like your little thoughts about what you know anything mm-hmm. it's flow it's a complete flow state he has you know how you look at um like the the, the depictions of like indian hindu gods and everything they all have that they, they look like they just smoked a pound of hash yeah he has that perma he has the same eyes as all these things that he's been devoted to for 20 years he's like during this trip i'm looking at he looked like the buddha he was just like sitting there he's kind of a bigger guy and i was just like like i just saw like a laughing wise buddha there and it like it's just insane what he's transformed himself into by yeah. by doing these practices but uh Fuck. even even that night knocked him off his game yeah hey everyone's there to do it yeah once in a while yeah totally open hand well i think that's where like we all attract to each other because we're like Maybe we'll have different routes of how we go off the deep end, but that's part of the game for us, you know? Got to go off the deep end if you want to be in the deep end. Oh, dude, yeah. That's where the fun stuff is. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm glad you came over to, uh, like, I, I feel like we used to smoke weed together, and then we brought ketamine into the mix, and we've had some of the wildest, <sighs> weirdest nights of our that. lives, man. I don't know what that's about. <laughs> I don't know where and what happens to move into those type of realms it's very odd. Yeah. It's very <laughs> odd things. Very alluring. Yeah. There's something about it. I don't know. I mean, you know, I've, I've done enough now with people who've done it for a long time where like, I think that's just like, I don't know. Well, it's a horse tranquilizer. And I think that it does something where it shifts your awareness of this experience. And you can have like a broader perspective on the context of your life and take things either like less seriously or understand things from a different angle or kind of like like Sean was thinking about crypto like get in the cosmic joke of it all that is such a gift you know because we can get so serious of thinking like this is the way it is and that this is what's important does, and then yeah. you kind of like get sucked out a little bit and you're like looking at your life from a different perspective and you're like that's fucking hilarious I do mm. I do think it's the most therapeutic <clears throat> recreational drug yeah. I've done by far. Yeah. <clears throat> There's something about it that's like Yeah, it's it's good. It's good. There's something it's not just like doing drugs. There's something about it that really like has a way of broadening your perspective or loosening your perspectives where you don't get excuse me. So you can also conversely can get so dialed in and so specific. It's just a tricky thing. Mm. Oh, I know. Yeah, where you it's like it's pixel not like you vision. You can't pin it down. Yeah, you can't pin oh, you it can't down. can't guarantee someone a certain type of experience. Yeah. And there are people that do are like I'm not addicted to it, but I know that there are you people You see people who are very much addicted. Yeah, so it's like you got to be very conscious going into going towards or into this stuff because you don't you should have a little bit of sensor awareness of your relationship to things. Like, do you have an addictive personality? Are you seeking to escape? What What is your intention, you know? We gave it to someone for the first time last night, and uh, she did half a line and just chilled. She didn't really, like, she just can't continued the conversation or whatever. And as she was leaving, we were like, how, well, how was that for you? She's like, I love it. It's addictive. Like, she right away, she knew. She was like, I love that. I wanted to do so much more, but I have to drive tonight. Um, like she right away, she tapped into that, like, yeah, this is a lot of fucking fun. Yeah. It's, it can be very compulsive. I think it helps people feel, you know, at peace at times where they may not be used to that. Cause you kind of dissociate from mm -hmm. like your normal perspective. Yeah. And that can be very pleasant for people who are like not living in a space. That's great. I, I've I, even the most, when I was doing it, like a fair amount. Never, never felt like I could be truly addicted to something like that. It just whacks yeah, me out too much. That's the it's thing. It's too close to a hallucinogen when you're really doing it. And like, I don't just, I'm like, I'm never the type of person who's going to do something like that and like not be getting the effect. Like, yeah. I'm not just going to have to do like a whole ton to yeah. like just get like a mild effect. Like, that's not my game. So, 
Yeah, I mean, I can definitely see how a certain personality type goes to a dark place with like habitual use with it. But I mean, you but you can't live like that. If if you've really done the dance with ketamine, you realize like there's just a, there's no way to live like this. You know, people can. I mean, if you have unlimited resources, you can do it for a long time. Mm-hmm. Any drug, I feel like, if you have the money. You can maintain Mm -hmm. a habit for a very long time. It's just a question of whether it's satisfying to you or scratching an itch that you're willingly tolerating. I think this was cigarettes sometimes. I'm like, I don't have to do this. But I'm like, I still kind of like it enough to keep (laughs) doing it. Like it's when it gets to a point where I'm like, I don't like doing this. And then I do it. That's not long. Not long after that. Am I done? Because I can't live in a place where that's like, it doesn't feel right. Like I just like you just I, started smoking. I mean, I smoked when I was like twenty two. Oh, okay. You already had done this. Oh yeah, I used to do fucking smoke Newports. I thought you hated tobacco. I used to. Yeah. Be, mixed with weed, I don't like it yeah. so much. I feel like it ruins the weed. Hmm. I mean, it will make you smoke more weed than you've ever smoked in your life. Well, like if you're like me, I'm, I'm chain smoking joints when there's tobacco. In I there. just don't love that the taste then tastes like tobacco. I really like the taste of weed. Mm. So I don't like to, it's like having like a food you like and then like putting like a condiment that you don't like on top of it. It's, Mm -hmm. I like the effects. Of course. But yeah, tobacco's pretty cool. (laughs) I I, I really like, I'm telling you this, I've been watching these Hamilton's Pharmacopoeia. I I just want to do all the drugs in them, except the meth one. The meth one was a little meth, Meth out for yeah, me. Yeah, I don't want to do meth. I'm I'm open to trying most. I don't want to do coke either. Really, I don't. I'm not looking to. Uh, I I want to let more consciousness in. I don't want to Didn't just get the, hyper. There was a PCP one that was interesting. Oh, I need to see that one. I've seen a clip. Is that from the one? That. Is there dolphins in that one? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That was an interesting one. This guy was old and he was doing PCP. Oh, he's like, I go down and I see the sand dollar and it's the whole. He said something that I thought you guys would like and one of my favorite lines, like he's doing like some serious bumps of PCP and Hamilton is like, hey, like maybe you don't want to do that much. And he's like, hey, man, don't you lay that on me. Like, that is is a a mantra in our life if I ever heard one. Don't don't lay your bad trip on me. I'm good. I'm good. And he did PCP and he was like, yes, this is good. I was like, you know what? Maybe PCP they get a bad rap. I'm not going to seek it drug. out. Every drug. I don't know every they, drug. They can all, yeah, that's true. I don't know every drug. Yeah. I'm sure there are some drugs that are admittedly like, don't do that. Like, I'm I'm sure that we would have a really fun time smoking crack. Did you ever do color? Did you end up doing color? No. Wait, yet. that's, what is that? The again? one that makes you see neon? Is the that... one that makes me think we're in Westworld when people start talking about shit like that? Well, we need mm. to get a hold of some. We haven't gotten any. We we have come across um, an analog ketamine that lasts six hours, and we're doing that tomorrow or the next day. Yeah. That's a long time. Yeah, you do a line, and you're in there for six hours. Yeah. We'll see. That's a long time. Yeah. I still feel very fragile. <laughs> I don't mind doing it for six hours, but I want to yes. be able to modulate yeah. that. You want to be able to hang out for a half hour. I want to be like, all right, I'm going to take a little break. Yeah. I'm going to drink some water. I'm going to eat a chip. Yeah. That's, eat I a don't chip, need to, yeah. Like, I don't need... Fucking six hours in a K-hole. <laughs> yeah, man, yeah. K-holes are so weird when you start going into them. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, this, oh, this hey, thing where go. I am not going to be here for a little bit. Man, I, I love in. it. I'm, I guess I'm the opposite of you. I'm like no, such an adrenaline it. junkie. I'm like. That's what you're chasing. Let me get to the place where there's a ride. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sometimes it's the most frustrating thing when you're trying to catch a K-hole and you can't. You're, you're, it's just like, why isn't yeah. this going? Why, why aren't, you know? <laughs> Yeah. Well, we're coming. We're sounding like such degenerates. It's kind of hilarious. Whatever. Whatever. I don't care Everyone what knows. Thinks. Everything's legal now. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's. Everything's legal everywhere. That is actually legal in most places. It's a therapeutic thing. Yeah. Which we all have prescriptions for. Yeah, of course. And you know, <laughs> there's nothing else we're talking about. I'm no. surprised. Like, like sometimes I'm like, yo, to like my parents or whoever or my dad. I'm like, yo, you don't understand, like. Five years from now, you're going to have to go pay some guy like a thousand dollars to just sit with him for four hours. Like, I got the best shit for you, man. Like, like right now, I got like this shit. Like, right now. Why can't you trust that? Like, you have, it's you like were Bitcoin. blessed with it's a like daughter Bitcoin. who's like tapped Bitcoin. in. Yeah. They don't believe it. Their value approximation is this is not sounding right. Yeah. 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 And, and then, then in when four they... years, it'll be a guy and he's like, oh, yeah, it's very good. 
Yeah. Well, when it, when it's on 60 minutes or something is when like, you know, the boomers are like, "Oh, yeah, but that thing you've been talking about for 10 years, I'm interested in it now because I saw Anderson Cooper." It's like, "Okay, yeah." It's good. Everyone likes it. Yeah. Yeah. Every, it's a it's a popular thing amongst the youth. And of all ages. Oh yeah, I mean it, it. It should be, but approach everything with caution. I get really nervous when, um, you know, someone might get turned on to ketamine or hear about it through us, and then they go trying to seek it out because there's. A, um, I would really only get ketamine from one person. Yeah. I I don't trust because we've had some bunk shit where I'm like, what is this? And we've heard stories. Uh, don't go know your sources. You gotta know like that that person is doing it themselves. Just know your sources. Yeah. Just like know where you're getting because that anyone can make a powdery looking thing. Especially it's, a powdery looking thing. And like there's things that are analogs that are easier to make that have totally different effects. And it's not like they're going to kill you or be a poison, but like you might not want to be in that realm. Mm-hmm. How are you going to approach um, drugs with your kids? I don't know. Like honesty, are you gonna like? We came up on the Dare program, and like, yeah, no one knew no. their parents smoked I mean, pot. I, I think everyone's gonna know. Everyone smokes weed, like drinking. Yeah. It'll probably be like the reverse. It'll be like it's lame that you smoke. Yeah. It's like oh geez, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's lame you do that. No one does that anymore. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. Like you know, a normal age. If if any of my sons started smoking weed around like twelve, thirteen. You that's know, cool. It's like I'm not gonna like. I don't want to be cool, Dad. Like, go do it around me at that age. Like, explore it. But I'm not gonna freak out. I'm yeah. Not gonna be like, how dare you? Yeah, mm. I want to just have like very real conversation. I don't even think we're gonna have kids, but like, I would have very real conversations. Like, yeah, try it. Like, but also realize your brain's developing, and you're gonna have the rest of your life to explore these realms. You might as well get the the full potential out of every uh, neurotransmitter right now. Or- no way. Do it young. That's yeah. The move. Yeah. Really. I think so. <laughs> I, th- I think I benefited greatly from doing it. I do like wish I did mushrooms during puberty. I was so confused and lost and like, why am I here? And I didn't understand. Like, my parents need to leave me out in the forest with a bag of mushrooms for like three days and I p- probably would have been fine. When I was 15, I... A bag of mushrooms and you would have been fine? Probably. <laughs> Most people would though. Yeah, yeah. You'd figure it out. These These Mexico shamans I was watching... All I've been doing is binging this show. I just really We're like gonna do drugs. I really like drugs. He's cool. I should have him on. He's in Brooklyn. You guys should hang out. It sucks because we don't think he's that cool. Oh, you don't? His dad's way cooler. Errol Morris. I don't hey, personal know hero. Is. Personal Who hero. One of the reasons we, we hit it off is because he's a, a documentary director. He's made some of the fucking oh. best films ever. The Thin Blue Line. Um, Fast, Cheap, and Out of Control. Gates of Heaven. Gates of Heaven. Vernon, Florida. Like, look into Errol Morse. His dad's really cool, but I got really turned off to Hamilton. And I'm sure he's a nice guy, and I would like to hang out with him, I guess. I really appreciated his last Toad episode, too. His last Toad episode was cool. Um, But I, we saw him, Duncan did a live thing down in Brooklyn, and he was the guest. And he wasn't, like, a good podcast guest. It was, like, a live audience, and he kept, like... He would give one, Duncan would ask these crazy, awesome questions and he would give one word answers and then put the mic down. And like, I could tell, I, I just like, my boy Duncan is fucking, you're leaving him hanging out to dry and it just killed me. I get, I could see that. I mean, he's not, <laughs> too cool I don't for think school. he'd be extempore, you think that's what it was? Or? Yeah, it's it, definitely yeah, like it was, a too cool for school. Like, and also he's like uh, very scientific and like, yeah. this is just things happening to your brain and doesn't uh, really embrace the spirituality of it all. He took the air out of the room because everyone at a Duncan po- live podcast is like spiritual people. Everybody has like spiritual tattoos and clothes and, and then he's coming in there and he's saying these are chemical things that convincing you that it's something more but there's no evidence that there's anything more and until i see evidence i don't go there and it's just like a rigid way of it's just like kind of like i'm like oh no this stuff is way more magical than that i'm sure you can't prove it but yeah come on i mean but everyone learns their yeah. own way i didn't know that about him he presents himself at least in the show as being pretty cool and open but he does kind of give funny responses to people who are saying weird shit but he does put himself in positions where he goes through those ceremonies and everything I've, he's walked the walk I, no he's I, awesome he's I, fucking awesome we're not trying to talk shit you yeah. guys hate him i didn't know <laughs> but it is it is it is it is entertaining uh programming because it it it's drug advocacy in a very discreet and nuanced way it's like he's not just making it look like these substances are great He's yeah. certainly not making them look bad. 
They should show that like, I think to like it's, high yeah. schoolers. It's important work. You know, I'm very appreciative. I actually, I should probably, we want to see a lot more of his episodes. We're just such suckers. We're just like the magic, yeah. the faith, No, the me love. too. I'm like that too. I'm like, but the show is, is good. I'm I obviously like that. I hate Vice so much and I had such a bad taste in my mouth about him. He doesn't like them either. They apparently. fucking approached me when they were making it a TV show as opposed to a web show. And they were like, we want you to direct like season one of this. Oh, wow. And they had me in for a meeting, and I was like, "Fuck y'all!" And I do. I used to do this every six months with Vice. To a different department would have me in, like they like they discovered me, like holy shit! So where the fuck have you been? You obviously want to work for us, and it's like, nope, fuck you. And here's why: I hate your fucking platform. And they'd be like, "Wow, they loved getting bitch slapped because they knew that they were fake cool." So when cool people would come in and fucking tell them how it is, they'd be like, "Hey, I want to get my manager in here. Can you say the same thing to him?" Or like we're gonna get the VP in here. Like you got to meet Spike Jones, who's the creative director of the whole fucking thing. Like he'd like to hear what you have to say. And I'm like, I'm not looking to help y'all. I don't want to fucking have anything to do with this vibe. This is content. I want to make art. This has nothing to do with my life. Like lose my fucking number. Used yeah. to drive cast crazy to watch me sit there and do this. Vice, I don't <laughs> typically like. Talk it. about PR. Yeah. yeah. I don't. Yeah, you're you're falling. You got the yogurt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you should have gotten the yogurt. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, this was fucking rad. We talked for a while, so I don't want to fucking, I, I want to do a little ketamine and, you know, chill. Relax. Yeah. Um, thanks for doing this. I know you don't have a podcast anymore, but. No, there's nothing, <laughs> there's nothing going on. You can't find me if you try. No, it's legit. Impossible. People on our, um, discord are like other people in the community are trying to get into crypto. Cause it just feels like, how could we not? Like we're talking about on this podcast and everyone's like, yo, where I learn is Noah's synchronicity discord. Like that's where it's happening. Yeah, it is. And it's good times. Totally yeah. good times. Good people. How good do people wisdom. find that? Patreon.com slash synchronicity podcast yeah. or synchronicity. Oh, cool. Yeah. You got that? I got the whole fucking word. Nice. Cool. Can't get that up. Yeah. Well, uh, cool. this was rad. Peace, yeah, love and this. magic. <laughs>